I really appreciate you uh, being on short notice. So, but uh, yeah, I was actually thinking about like, hey, who, like, who have I talked to? That I need to go back and talk to again. I was like, hey, I talked to Ben in November, and he said he would have news in December. And now, of course, it's like you know, like like everyone, like June, and we're like, and we're like, as usual, we're like too busy to slow down and catch up and see how how things are going. So. Um, yeah, so just uh, if you can just tell the listeners um, what uh, um, what news you've you had in December. What was the great news, and what's been transpiring since then? Golly, yeah. So uh, in December is when this sounds ridiculous for me to say now as something that happened in the distant past, but um, that's when the Slack platform launched officially, and we we released our open source toolkit um, for building bots called BotKit on that same day on December 16th. Way back when it seemed like we and maybe two or three other companies were the only people who thought that um, building bots was going to be something that was interesting to the world of technology. Um, And a couple days after that happened, um, like in early January, um, The Verge and Fast Company the same day published essays that, that declared that 2016 would be the year of bots, the, the year that bots began to kill the app store and become the dominant paradigm of all software in the future, which seemed ridiculous yeah. at the time. And, uh, and that was just the beginning of it, really. And, and the weeks after that, in February... Facebook opened their platform with 900 million users available to to have apps built into Facebook Messenger. Uh, Twilio launched new stuff. Uh, uh, Microsoft launched a bot building platform right. a couple days before Facebook did. Um, in the time since we launched and like since we last talked, probably near to 50 bot companies have launched. Oh wow! And um, rushed into the market that you know, like I said, like that we once thought was basically ours. Right. Um. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, like you, you thought, like, oh, there's no one else who wants to make bots, probably, right? And, and you're in the space, and we could own. Yeah, we, we were looking at originally at like the huge, wide open spectrum of of things that we could do that would be useful and valuable to bot developers, and now you know. There are five competitive bot analytics tools and, five, you know, half a dozen uh, um, hosting providers and half a dozen, um, you know, code-free development tools and things like that. So it's really been a very explosive growth of um, options and technology and, um, you know, apps that are that are launching, although far, far more tools than apps still like mm-hmm. you know like tools for building apps rather than apps. okay and then and then there's the tools but it's also the platforms are are like slack and then uh i just want to make sure just clarify just like so a bot would also would it also reside on uh, uh amazon echo or is, is that a place for that or or other devices you know that's it certainly some kinds of bots are going to live on on like voice power um platforms i think the nobody quite knows what 
the use cases would be, and it's certainly a similar but not exactly the same process. Okay. Um, you know, the the dialogue has 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 evolved around this stuff dramatically over the last couple of months, and I mean, it's continuing to evolve. For example, for a couple of months, everybody just told me that like AI was going to be the key thing to get right. We're going to need to like get a lot of more advances in AI, make AI simpler to use. And that was the sort of magic thing that was happening. And now a couple months in, everybody's like, we were wrong about that. Like (laughs) AI is sort of like a cool thing, but like it's not that important to the success of an app right now. And it's actually still not available at the scale of like an app developer. So it's probably actually about clever scripting Mm. and like dialogue building. Right, yeah, and I I felt like I, I read and, and heard those stories too, especially on was it uh, like NPR about like AIs really gonna take over, and I was just like, um, I'm not sure they were like r- rushing into the future of sci-fi and then looking backwards, and I was just like, no, like it, you don't need that level of sophistication. You just need a, a great uh, UI, uh, and th- that's another thing I want to ask you about is just I've seen the death of web design articles now because. Um, it's all about conversational UI, uh, conversational UX. Is that a thing that you've been hearing about? Is that should, should I be afraid as a web designer? <laughs> you know, I think I think a little bit. Um, you know, I, 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 the way I see it is like it's it, it, it's essentially a next logical step beyond responsive design. Where you know, if responsive design was telling us like we have to plan for every device and many different contexts and like the context in which our content or services are being consumed is now an important influence on the design. Well, certainly the fact that 900 million people view the internet through Facebook Messenger is a similar type of signal. And what does that mean? It means that like, yeah, you know, you build um, a, a channel for your same content and services or, you know, through, through Facebook Messenger, which it doesn't, I don't necessarily think it takes away from the importance of having a accessible website, but right. in some cases it might, it absolutely might like replace the website for some kinds of things, you know, and for some audiences. And I mean, I think that's the thing that, that, you know, one of the things that uh, has come out in the conversation of the community recently is like, we're not building this for ourselves necessarily. Like we're building it for the next generation of, or, you know, the like people coming up and who, who don't come from a background of like, my email inbox and like browser, my collection of curated bookmarks and RSS feeds. Right. Mm-mm. They're just used to like, oh, I want to, you know, is that restaurant open? Let me ask. Right. Yeah. And uh, so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, me, yeah. I could see where like you, you would ask the phone number of a restaurant if it's open right now. Right. So. Are you open? What's What's the special can I place an order, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, you know, simple shopping or simple searching, um, you know, the kind of stuff that's just like on a currently like website template stuff is probably going to just live in like bot templates, Hmm. um, in, in a, in a Facebook or whatever. But that doesn't mean like, it absolutely doesn't mean like the dearth of, you know, design, no. Or like the death of design, it, 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 it in fact it just takes away a lot of the tools that you have, and you still have to design a really good experience. And now you have like only a few buttons 
mm. or um, you know, or no buttons at all in some cases. Although basically now everybody has buttons. Right. Yeah, I, I noticed. I, I don't get too far. I'm gonna get back to a second. But yeah, just released. Uh, there's uh, buttons now in the uh, in the development kit. So so you it's not so you don't go do too too crazy by having a full fledged web design, but it's just mostly like if else which or which options you you want to pick from. So it's really simple, quick narrow down uh you know the input from a user. Okay. Mm-hmm. Is that pretty much it? Yeah, I mean the uh Slack's launch today um, of their message buttons allows you to you know add up to five buttons into a message. Um, and then in addition to that you can like upon clicking the button, you know, swap out those buttons for other buttons. So you can actually have like fairly sophisticated little inter, you know sort of micro applications that live all inside one single message, which I find fabulous. You know, like um, the the scenarios that kind of immediately come to mind for me are things like, let's say, um, uh, uh, let's see, uh, let's say you like mention an address in the channel, and a bot can say like, oh hey, did you want me to? add a map to that and you click yes and then like it swaps it out and the map is there and there's like no evidence that the app was ever even there right like it like sort of interjected itself when it needed to Mm. took your command and then just got out of the way right like I can imagine all sorts of scenarios like that where it's like you know some process is going to like step through a couple things and then it's just going to leave the result there Um, and you know the work is done and it happened in the context of the conversation. Oh, nice. So I think that that's a really powerful uh, and an exciting thing. Um, and it shortcuts, you know, it takes a lot of the wind out of the sails of like, why did we need, you know, more sophisticated AI? Well, it was because, you know, a bot could a- ask a question and the user could say anything. Yeah. Well, now if you can just present them with like up to five options of what to say, right. like hopefully your application is not more complicated than that. You know, uh, it, it is after all like a micro app that lives in chat. Yeah, I, I like the idea of micro apps, pretty nice. But yeah, but I was thinking, like even for conversational UIs, it feels like um, uh, not websites, but like companies or organizations that have a website or, or whatnot, and they're trying to see if they would fit into a bot scenario. They would actually have to like it's more of a content strategy and focus, right? Just so it's like. Well, what content would people want of ours to deal with, you know? And and so I think a lot of companies were like, well, we don't really need it, maybe. But some companies will, like restaurants and you know uh, providers. Like that. So they just want, like, if they want to sign up real fast for a service on the spot, you know, impromptu. And um, I really like the idea of ordering a restaurant just through like, texting the restaurant's you know phone number and just like having it delivered to me right away. That'd be that'd be totally awesome. And so there's. There's a joke in there about talking to uh, texting a restaurant's phone number and getting the PDF of the menu sent back to you. So yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, but, but yeah. Or, 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 or a whole service that translates your PDF menu into bot, a bot menu. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm, that's just waiting to happen. Oh, man, yeah. That would be, yeah, oh, yeah. That'd be pretty awesome. And I mean, this is honestly one of the kind of cool things about the bot phenomenon is that, like, basically any idea mm. that exists out there for, like, web or apps could be a bot. Yeah. And like there's there's certainly like millions and millions of dollars being spent on like crappy PDF to website 
like restaurant website generators or whatever, right? And it's like there's this whole either those people expand into the bot thing or like somebody else comes along and does it. There's custom one custom restaurant bots to be built. There's bot restaurant bot platforms to be built. There's restaurant bot platform building tools to be built. <laughs> you know. Cool. Yeah, I think that yeah, it's, it seems like it's a, just a wild frontier for doing a whole bunch of cool stuff. So it feels like the uh, web, web design was back in the early '90s. It sounds like so. It absolutely is, and and, and you know, I was just at an event in uh, the Bay Area a couple days ago, um, where like sort of the early leaders of the bot world have come together to like discuss things, and I was there for the web one. And this feels like the same kind of thing, absolutely. And also interesting to note is that a lot of the people are the same people. Oh, really? Um, you know, like, even if you take Stuart Butterfield from Slack, like, he was around for Web 1.0, you know, the fight for web standards. Mm. He was around for Web 2.0, like, web apps come, at, you know, t- to fruition. Like, he has fought through these, you know, and... and and so will I, so is Chris Messina. Like, these are people who, like, played. Uh, and, and, and as I looked around the room in, in, in the Bay Area, I was like, wow, like, these are people in their, like, 30s, 40s, and 50s who are, like, in, in, involved in bots right now. It's not a whole lot of, like, kids, brand new, you know, not your church sort of stereotypical startup scene. Right. So I just thought that was interesting and, like, possibly a, a symptom of like the compressed timeline where it's like it went from hey like I know something about bots like perhaps this is a thing to like are we already past the peak bot hype you know in like six months um, so the people who have who have any grasp on it are the people who have who had some like you know precedent before right well those articles are already written with a new technology just like you know like like it hasn't been six months since XYZ technology was written. Okay, we have to make sure we write the uh, it's passive prime article now and publish that. So, but yeah, that's my theory anyway. But um, cool. Um, and then last we talked, um, you guys were planning a conference. Yeah. All right. Cool. So, how, what's the stats on that? So um, it is it is live. Uh, talk about. Talk. Is our conference? It is that, is that in, taco bot like tacos nope. or oh, taco. Ta- like it's like T A talk about okay like talk about okay but without a U okay uh, talk about um, September twenty seventh twenty eighth and 29th. cool it's gonna be two days of of like main conference and a day of like get your hands dirty technical workshops okay um, and it's here in Austin. And it's going to be really, really fabulous. We've got the our, our first um, batch of speakers that we um, announced. Like, I'm so excited about it. it's ridiculous. But um, the founders of Active Buddy are are going to come and give give a talk. And these are the guys. These are the only people who have ever had like a commercially successful chatbot, and it was 15 years ago. Um, and they like built bots for Radiohead and and and, and things like that. So they've got crazy stories about what oh. they did how they built it and their success and and, and failure okay. um, we also have people who are actively engaged in a day-to-day process of building bots um, one group is like a uh, these two uh, young young people who are building like a journalism experience or like a sort of media experience where their bot will text you 
um, politics news every day, and you can kind of converse about politics with with their bot, which is called Purple. Super cool. So they're going to sort of do like a technical and and like process talk. And then we also have people from a company called Polestring who like built the Hello Barbie, which is, you know, has like thousands of things that it can say and it has like an AI system behind it, but it's all manifested in like a toy Wi-Fi Barbie. Um, and and so this is similar, they're going to have like an engineer come out and also a writer come out and talk about how they work together to create like this AI toy. Oh. Um, so super cool stuff like that. Um, and uh, we're um, selling tickets right now at a discount um, and also su- collecting, um, you know, su- submissions from, from the community. Uh, so if, if there are people out there who want to uh, come, come and give a talk um, or participate in a workshop or even do something like demo their bot on stage, like uh, as like a sort of open mic thing, like we're, we're, we really want everybody to come, you know, people from the AI community, people from the robot community, all that stuff. Like we're trying to get everybody who's interested in, in one place together so that we can like make, um, you know, some decisions as a group and sort of create shared resources and assets and things like that. All right. Well, that sounds awesome. So like, it sounds like you, you're having a wide, uh, wide pool You've opened the nets pretty wide for people to speak. Uh, when's the submission deadline? For people to submit? Uh, I believe the submission deadline is July 30th. All right. So it's soon, but not too yes. too soon, so but it's not too far away. Days. Yeah. Yeah. So better not put it off any longer than we have. Cool. And um, and discount tickets are until they sell out or until till the, some date, like early bird or something? Uh, uh, I believe it's also to the end of July. Okay, end of July. Okay, cool. Well, cool, man. Well, I'm thinking about going. So, so I, I hope so. Yeah, I think it's awesome. Yeah. Well, I want to see where the next wave of web design is going. So that's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's gonna be great, and we also have a killer um, opening party venue. So, for no other reason. No other reason is necessary. <laughs> As a conference organizer, I know how important that is. You have to make sure it's really good. Cool. All right, awesome. Uh, any, any other news? I think I'm. If you ever anyone listening who's any excuse to come to Austin, I think this is a good good excuse. Than anything else, so. Yeah, and it's also going to be two days before the ACL festival. So, like, if you really want to like splurge, oh yeah. What you, what you do is you come down for our workshop, and then two days of conference. Then you take two days to recover, and then you spend the, the weekend rocking out to uh, yeah, Radiohead, LCD sound system, and, and Radiohead. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Okay. Well, you really sold it there. I think that was a great job. It's like Radiohead's your closer, is what we're saying. <laughs> okay. Cool. Man, that's awesome. Cool. Well, thank you so much for spending time. Uh, My pleasure. Giving us an update, and uh, best of luck. I'll, I'll see you in September. Anytime. Cool. All right. Awesome. Bye. Right. Thanks.